to Brown Town. Um, so actually, last episode we forgot to introduce ourselves. We are individual people who are friends <laughs> and cousins <laughs> and cousins. We're actually all cousins. The three of us are cousins. Um, my name is Ishmam, and my name's Anika. My name is Chet. And we're cousins. <laughs> no, only Isham and I are actually cousins. Chet uh, is just somebody we picked up. They we met on the street. <laughs> on the streets. But anyway, the streets of Brown Town. So welcome to Brown Town. <laughs> um, so what did you guys do this week? Anything interesting? You go first. Okay. Um, so anybody that knows me, two things that get me super excited are organization and Dental hygiene. Feel you. <laughs> not the dental hygiene part, but the organization. I mean, I love de- new dental hygiene tech. But anyways, that's not where we're going with this story. I almost, almost bought myself a label, a label maker on Amazon. Ooh. But the only reason why I didn't buy it is because I was sitting there on my computer and I, was, and I was like, if I buy this label maker, I will officially be my father. And I was like, I can't consciously let that happen. <laughs> like, my dad has... My dad is so extra with this thing. Like, he literally has our trash can labeled trash and, like, the salt and pepper shaker on the table labeled <laughs> salt and then pepper. And I, like, feel like it's one of those things that, like, doesn't need to be labeled. And I just, I just, I couldn't do it. As her cousin, I can vouch for this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but also, you know what's a really great organizational thing that your dad does? Is that, okay, so, he, you know, he loves to shop at Trader Joe's and gets, he like, loves uh, it. gets all the frozen food, but he loves making the most use of all the space. So he takes out every frozen food, like, box thing from the carton and then puts them all in the freezer to, like, jam-pack it and then... Sticks you know, the instructions Sticks in, the instructions. Cuts it out. Cuts it out and sticks the instructions inside the fridge. So, say, there's three <laughs> bowls of bibimbap. You only need one piece of carton that says the instructions on how to make. The bibimbap. That's it. You got it. That is fucking genius. That's Swear to God. peak engineer right there. Peak engineer. Yeah, dude. It's like every single time he goes to the airport and then he gets like randomly checked or whatever, they always hand him a suitcase bag with an entire bag of everything they couldn't fit back into his suitcase because he literally tetris all of this stuff so perfectly. And one time, he literally just, last week when I was visiting, he told me how he got really angry because he bought something on Amazon and the guy who sent it to him, the package, he opened it and he, it was packed better than he could pack it he was so angry and he literally called my mom and Dallas was just like I don't know how he did it like I'm just talking about it with her for like 20 minutes and I was like this is like the best conversation I've ever heard and I'm so glad I'm home he just keeps reordering shit on Amazon just to open it yeah just (laughs) to to open it and be like yep could have packed that better you know I feel like he'd be the person who would really enjoy I feel like for like Christmas, well, not Christmas because we're like brown, but like for Eid or whatever. Yeah. Um, Birthdays. <laughs> for that. Um, you should get him uh, the things that like, that's like the air suctioners that like creates vacuums out Vacuum? of plastic bags. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. a really like high grade one. He would love that, honestly. I'm surprised. I'm sure he has it already, honestly. No, you should find out if he does and you should, he will love it. <laughs> He'll love it. Just get it, best daughter ever. And then they also label me, m- Label all of his <laughs> um, Did you do anything interesting this week? Um, I think Chet did. Uh, I just want to say, I don't want to seem like a sellout, but <laughs> I just want to say that we celebrate Christmas, even though we're brown and also not Christian. You and your family? Yeah, we do Christmas. I like Christmas. I do too. So, yeah. that's that's okay. I don't, I, we don't consider you a sellout. I don't 
don't love Christmas music. Yeah, I, I don't love Christmas music either, but I like it. I like the holiday. Okay, I do like Mariah Carey's, like... No, no, not sorry, not Mariah Carey. Is it Christina Aguilera? She does the runs. The runs. Yeah. Well, actually, Mar- I love Mar- the runs. Mariah Carey... Okay, hold <laughs> on. Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey Mariah- has the best Christmas music song of all time. Mariah Carey does runs as well. No, but, like, Christina Aguilera, like, literally, she has, like, an entire album, which is, like, 75% runs. It's like, ah! Uh, like, the whole, like, 75% of it. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> thing. I don't know this album. Uh, but... I went to a bachelor party this weekend in Savannah, Georgia. Wow, yeah, down south. Right. Uh, it was pretty cool. I was there for like 36 hours and I was drunk for like 24 hours. <laughs> uh, what happened for the rest of the hours? The was, rest of the 12 hours? I was either not drunk or sleeping. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> you were drunk in your sleep. Probably, probably. part of it. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, it was alright. Uh, it was St. Patrick's Day this weekend. It was weekend. St. Patrick's Day on Saturday and apparently Savannah, Georgia is a very... Is very big on St. Patrick's Savannah is very big on St. Patrick's Day, which I don't understand necessarily why. Are there a lot of Irish people there? I don't know. Hmm. I think most people like travel to Savannah for it, and um, so I don't know. It was uh, it was definitely the craziest St. Patrick's Day scene I've ever seen. It was kind of like Mardi Gras a mm. little bit. Like there was just a big parade, and there's a lot of drunk people everywhere. Uh, I saw a dude take a nap on the sidewalk while smoking a cigarette. <laughs> he was Damn. like seventy oh. years old. It was pretty. So it's like open carry in Savannah, Georgia, open always? Open carry in Savannah. You could just get beers and like get them to go and just walk around. The Vegas of the South. The Vegas of the South. Mm, dangerous. Uh, yeah. It was interesting. And, uh, oh, also for anyone who's interested in my Vanderpump Rules update, I'm now on season four. <laughs> and uh, Lala, Lala has, has just been introduced as, uh, as a main character. And so, um, so who's your favorite favorite character right now? Besides, I know you really like Lala, but you don't actually know her. I really like Lala. Yet. Uh, I love Lisa. Hmm. She's yeah. not a ma- she's not a mains. You gotta pick a real one. What do you mean she's not a mains? She's not like she doesn't she doesn't, <laughs> show dra- she doesn't show the drama in her life. The drama in her Lisa, life is in the housewives. Okay, that's because Lisa doesn't have drama in her life. She does. Lisa actually. is fucking. She 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 dishes it out. She spills the tea on a. Uh, Housewives of Beverly Hills. That's why. She's yeah. saving it for she that. She has all of her own Got drama it. on that. Got yeah. it. Um, James? I, like, I mean, I like, James is really annoying, but I like James because he's entertaining. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge fan of Demi Lovato, and I feel like this would be a good time to bring this in. <laughs> but okay. I saw the other day that Demi Lovato's little sister celebrated her birthday at Soar, and James Kennedy and her were partying what? together. I know. Oh, her little sister. It's like all of my yeah, worlds are sister? colliding. How old is her sister? <laughs> like 21, let's okay. hope. I don't know. Oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> right. I think she looks young, but they all do. They have the Botox and the... If Sir wants to sponsor Wait, uh, Browntown, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> Wait, who? Sir. I know. I mean... Sexy unique restaurant for those for those listening. <laughs> is, it, is it actually... Does it actually stand for that? Yeah, it's like sexy unique restaurant. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty fucking crazy, isn't it? <laughs> that's fucking crazy. Um, anyway, for what I did this weekend, I so also update from from last podcast um, is that I watched Wrinkle in Time. Mm. Um, did any of you watch it yet? No. no. Um, so I did not like it. I would never see it again. Um, that bad. That bad. Okay. It, it. Okay. I think if I was a kid. 
I think if I was a kid, like, you know, there are certain, there are lots of kids' movies that are, like, really, really good for adults and kids. Like, Zootopia is one of them that always comes to mind because I love Zootopia. I don't know if you, if you ever watched it, but it has, like, messages for kids and adults. Like Wrinkle in Time is a little too shallow in terms of, like, content and ideas for it to be both for adults and kids. Mm-hmm. I can see it's, like, it's a really huge movie and it's really beautiful and really fun to watch and really cute if you're a kid. But it's not really a crossover animation okay. film. Yeah. Um, I thought there was a, too much CGI. I thought it was, like, I thought the writing was really bad, which I was really surprised about. Why is the dialogue so bad? That's something that could easily be fixed. Like, I understand CGI is something that's, like, hard with the budget or whatever but the writing was like really clunky but I mean the other thing that I will say though what's funny is like I love Oprah but it's really difficult to suspend your disbelief when Oprah's on screen and not only she's on screen she's a supernatural character who is like 10 times physically bigger than everybody else like she's a giant size when Mm -hmm. you first meet her so, like, I'm like, I really can't. It's just, like, a giant Oprah on screen. It's, like, it's like too much. So, this is just making me think, did you read the book as, as a kid? No, I never read the book. That's also another thing. Okay. I never read the did book. Did you read the book as a kid? Uh, I think so. Okay, so I, I read the book as a kid, and I think it's a fair... From what I remember, you know, I, I liked it, and I don't think it made a huge impact on me. I think I kind of read it for school and kind of forgot about it later. And... Um, but I know that a lot of uh, a lot of female friends I had really liked it just because it was a book where I think that the main character is a girl who's not necessarily popular. She's not conventionally attractive. She's like moody, mm-hmm. um, and she's very into science. You know things like that. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's very cool. But from what I remember of the book, it's not. I don't think it's a book that necessarily has crossover appeal between kids and adults. Right. Mm-hmm. I from what I remember, it's it's kind of a book that. As an adult, you read, and I think some of the some of the plot holes or some of the kind of the things that are are, it's harder to suspend your disbelief in the book, and I think part of that is because it's also a, a lot about Christianity, um, that's dressed up in a different way. But I think part of it also is just I don't think it has as much of an impact as it would when you're a kid, and I'm I, I wonder if that has anything to do with with the movie having that effect for you. You totally um, might. I'm still, I mean, I'm still interested in, in watching the movie and seeing how that's how that is. I also haven't read the book in a long time. I, I so. definitely think that I definitely think that you should go watch it. Um, I also I will say that it was cool to see a little girl who was like allowed to be flawed and like moody and mm-hmm. like really into science and you know smart. Um, how did you about science dad Chris Pine? <sighs> science dad Chris Pine kind of annoyed me. Really. To be honest. You know who else also really annoyed me? The love interest. He just was so bad at acting, and he was just such a pretty boy. I was like... Who played the love interest? I don't know his name, but he was just like a really pretty white boy. And I was just like... This one little girl in the theater at one point was like, Oh my god, she's, he's so hot to her mom. <laughs> but like, he was definitely there just as eye candy. Like, the acting was so stilted. And I, that I felt like was disservice to like... Her being this, like, complex little girl who's really into science and all that stuff and, like, why is he so, like, uh, kind of, like, not that intelligent and, like, why is she into him? Sometimes opposites attract. I mean, (laughs) maybe, totally, maybe. But, I mean, yeah, I think for me the biggest problem was the dialogue. So, anyway. But, yeah. But I'm interested to know what you guys think once you guys see the movie. Um, But, anyway, so that's it for what we did this week. Um... 
so much happened this last week. There's so much ground to cover. Um, but something that uh, just happened last week is um, Elizabeth Holmes, Theranos' founder. Uh-huh. What does Theranos even do? It b- tests blood? I believe... It, I, uh, it I tests think blood. They're, they're like a medical company that does blood testing. I think it's supposed to be really accurate and really quick. But it yeah. ended up being that they're not nearly as accurate as they originally claimed. And I think the company is basically out of business. Right. They are and they and they basically falsify their reports or impact yeah, like, yeah. that type of thing for their investors. So like, right? I think they just lie to shareholders and things like that. Yeah. Well, like everybody knows this story. But like, what was interesting to me? Everybody, everywhere. Please tell us. No, but like, what was interesting to me was the whole conversation that was started about the black turtlenecks. Mm -hmm. I did not know that she only wore black turtlenecks, and then people accused her of being like Steve Jobs and copying him. Mm -hmm. And she came out being like, being like, no, I wear black turtlenecks because there are no, there are not a lot of women where I work and around me, so I wanted to be like. I'm paraphrasing, but, like, I wanted to be desexualized and, like, taken more seriously, so I wore black turtlenecks. So, that was interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, First of all, I just want to say that I think copying Steve Jobs is not a bad thing. (laughs) Like, anyone who's able to, like, copy Steve Jobs is is probably, like, that's not a terrible thing to do. Well, I guess, I guess maybe not in his personal life. That's the separate issue. Wait, what happened in his personal life? Uh, I don't know. There are some. There are just some. some Wait, stuff. come on, tell me. Uh, no, it's what? like it's a long. It's kind of long shit. Okay. Um, but I want to say that. So. Wait, can I, you just give me a little hint? I recently hand? turned thirty this year. <laughs> okay. And I would like to say that I have also unintentionally been kind of training towards more or less having somewhat of a uniform mm-hmm. now. You. Yeah. I feel like outside of like certain occasions, I wear pretty much the same things what do you on wear? a regular day basis. I wear black, like the same pair of black jeans every day, mm-hmm. one of like three pairs of Vans, and like some kind of like at this point, like either some kind of like graphic tee or like some kind of sweatshirt. Hmm. Actually, now that you say it, I feel like I have a uniform too. I feel like I wear this black jeans every single day. I've worn this every single day this winter, mm-hmm. and I just wear a long sleeve shirt with. That's a button down. And a black sweater on top. That's kind of it. Yeah. I have my hair down because it's short mm-hmm. every day. That's uh, it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's this weird thing where it's like, uh, I kind of have all this like shit that I bought and I don't really wear a lot of it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of wear the same things like over and over and over again. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, that's just like... <laughs> that's it's just Elizabeth Holmes' problem. Yeah. You know, I just want to say, yo, like, don't knock her turtlenecks because I relate no, I'm not. I mean, I was thinking about what Anika said before. Who wears how many? She has, so she uh, said that she has, at one point at least, had up to 100, I think around 150 turtlenecks, which is an insane <laughs> amount of black turtlenecks. But 150 black turtlenecks, right? Not different colors. Not even different colors. Black. Like, that is just like taking the whole, not wanting to do your laundry to the extreme. Because that's like, I don't think she had that problem. Six months of that doing. Wasn't she like the youngest self made female billionaire under 25? Uh, I don't know what the age thing was. I'm making it up. Yeah, I feel like you're making that up. (laughs) Under 30, (laughs) under 30. Uh, I know that she was like the youngest self made female billionaire under a certain age, but she was like. She was like a self made billionaire and then quickly lost the billions Mm -hmm. because the company, you know, was quickly found as fraudulent mm-hmm. um, a rags to riches i mean riches to rags story well, ladies like, and gentlemen yeah i don't know if she ever even started as rags but definitely like two no, riches and then back yeah. to 
Definitely two rags after her. I mean, she took her, she took her, she dropped out of school and she took her college, she took her college tuition fund and used that as seed money. So, I mean, she had money. She was going to Stanford. That was like $60,000. Like, she did. Is it really, really that expensive? To go to Stanford? Yeah, it's pretty expensive. As much as I would love to, like, hate on her, I don't even, I don't even have an idea to, like, take $60,000 of seed money to put into. So, like. <laughs> into, like, a, like a fraudulent business. Yeah, like, I can't And make it f- this big. I can't even come up with a fraudulent business. So, like, yeah. shout I out know. to Elizabeth Thomas. How did you do it for no, this long? Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> Elizabeth Theranos. <laughs> 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 um, speaking of other things that oh, happened, wait, is, what's the, is she like going to jail? Like no, no, she, she no, go? she she paid a fine. Okay, of a few hundred thousand dollars. That's it. Uh, there's some other things that's happening, but I it's honestly like forget. Three years of Stanford tuition. She did pretty well. She stuck with a bunch. She stuck with a lot of the shares of the company that like basically that means so she's in debt now yeah that. I don't really exactly she has to pay back the investors uh-huh. so like I'm not really exactly how it works yeah. out but yeah she's but yeah she's not going to prison um, this is not like a shkreli shkreli can I just say you've said that name differently I don't, every I don't single know, time I don't know what it is it, I don't know what it and is and that you just I didn't even know these variations were possible in the human Martin Shkreli <laughs> Um, anyway, another thing that happened this week was the National Walkout Day. Yeah. Yeah. My, my alma mater, uh, participated. Which really? I'm not, yeah, oh, really? but I mean, I'm not, su- I'm not surprised because we're like from LA. It's right. a pretty like liberal county. Um, but still shout out to CVHS. Shout out, shout out. Shout out. <laughs> sponsored, sponsored Brown Town, sponsored Bob. <laughs> It's a public high school. I think they have enough oh. money issues. Did your school walk out, Chet? Uh, I did not look. So I don't know. <laughs> um, one of our producers' schools uh, walked out, and, and two of our producers' schools walked oh, out. Shout out, shout out. And our third producer has no idea if <laughs> school has walked out or not. Finally, I'm not well, the one producer, one. the one producer whose school did walk out is in Florida, so that's pretty cool. Mm. That's pretty cool. Shout out to Caroline Dillabo, even though she did nothing for this walk out. Wow! Just kidding. Just kidding. I love you. Um, but yeah, actually, what was funny about it? I was like on Twitter, as I am. <laughs> not at work, though. If anyone's listening, not at work. Usually, when I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> when I'm being, um, <laughs> I <laughs> went on Twitter and I saw this tweet, which was funny. Um, so Nickelodeon went off the air for 17 minutes as well to um, respect the 17 lives that were lost during the Parkland shooting, which is what everybody, that's the amount of time that everybody walked out for. Um, and this this mom tweeted, during the airing of Paw Patrol. <laughs> also, what is Paw Patrol? <laughs> It's a, it's a cartoon. I know, but, uh, okay. Like, I feel like has, Anika like, would really love this because Anika loves dogs. Well, it has, like, puppies and kittens and things, you know? Oh, yeah. Kittens Paw and things. It's like, like little pod, dogs pod and policemen. Animals. I think they're, like, Little pups. dogs and policemen? No, little no, dogs like, as policemen. They're, like, puppies and kittens and they solve crime. Why would pa- they, they ever make such a horrible institution an intersection with, like, something so cute as puppies? This what is... are you talking about? Oh, my God. Personal, p- real police, there are real police dogs. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, but, oh, they're not actually, like, they're not the people who are, like, investigating the crimes. They're, like, just the police dogs. I think they're, I think they're just, like, detectives. Yeah, See, they're, 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 like, detectives. Yeah. 
Oh, they're detect. Okay, maybe the detectives are better than the policemen, but I don't know. It's just like it's just like oh, a weird show. Okay, during the airing of Paw Patrol on Nickelodeon, this popped up. Not only did both of my little ones start crying because okay, I can't read. Okay, I think Charlie cannot read. I'm sorry, you just have to jig us up. I think Charlie should take over. Yeah, can you read that? Can you read it? Oh, you want to read this? During the airing of Paw Patrol and Nickelodeon, this popped up. Not only did both of my little ones start crying because they don't know why the one show I let them watch in the morning was not on, but at Nickelodeon, you pissed this mom off. Don't drag my toddlers into this. Seriously? Is she, is she joking? <laughs> right. And I'm just like, oh, so you couldn't watch your kids for like 17 minutes. Yeah. I mean, not trying to be insensitive towards like what moms have to do, but like literally it's like they're paying respect to like 17 lives that were lost yeah. to like such a horrible like massacre basically. Mm-hmm. And like this is what you're going to complain about. Like. Also, do you like not have Netflix? <laughs> no, like you. Like she, who? Right. The, like what? Like who the fuck are you? Do you like, not have any DVDs? Do you have like you have nothing? <laughs> like but nothing. Nickelodeon. To like, like seriously, I do enjoy Nick at Night. Like YouTube, they have they have like uh, what's it called? Paw Patrol on YouTube. Yeah, you like, come on. You have an iPhone. Like get out of here. <laughs> what this tells like, me is this. What are you going to type this fucking tweet for? Yeah, exactly. Like, this is going in a whole other. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, fun fact: I would like to tell you that when I was in high school, I auditioned for a pilot on Nickelodeon. So go me for. So now you're associated with a do-gooder. TV yes. network. I, good thing it wasn't <laughs> Disney Channel. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, um, yeah. No, no, totally kidding. Disney Channel's always, like, late on the game, you know? They're like, oh. No, no. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not trying, I'm not here to, like, hate on Disney Channel. I'm just, I'm proud that the one uh, pilot, the channel I tried out for a pilot for, and they rejected me, by the way. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, obviously, that's why you're making a fucking podcast in Ishmael's bedroom with us. <laughs> this is a fucking studio chat. <laughs> Um, wait, what was the pilot about? Um, so I was trying out for the, the, actually for like the, it's, what's the word for the main person? The main, the lead. The lead. <laughs> the lead. I haven't been in television for a while. Mm. Um, and it was actually this tomboy, but they ended up giving, so you can go on IMDB and I remember not getting, I got a call back, but I didn't get called back for the final callbacks. I remember going on IMDB and stalking the pilot and looking up, looking it up to see who got the part. And it was this like random white girl that had had some other work on Nickelodeon but you know what happened they filmed the pilot and it never got picked up so I almost like to think that if they had just hired me that it might have worked out for them diversity sells yeah, baby yeah it does and yeah I'm, baby like, as <laughs> yeah baby my agents like to say I'm ethnically ambiguous Oh, God. Oh, God. That makes me want to fucking die. I know. I know. Um, and I was 16, and I was like, sure. I mean, if that's going to get me uh, jobs, yeah. I'll take Hell it. Hell yeah. If I land the party, you call it whatever you want. I'll be exotic for you anytime. Yeah. Just pay me. Cut the check. <laughs> you don't know any better when you're 16. No, I know. And also, it's all about the money, baby. <laughs> money talks. I've said by baby, like, do it. Yeah. Bye, baby. Fucking awesome powers over here. <laughs> um... But going back to the National Lockout Day, it was crazy. I was seeing on Twitter also, like, there were some schools that they barred the gates with, like, these huge chains and, like, padlocked them so that students couldn't yeah, lock out. Yeah, a lot of schools took, the, took really strong measures. I saw, I saw one school in Arkansas. Um, there were only three students that actually walked out. 
because it was such a, such a conservative area, there was a lot of pressure for them not to. Um, so only, only three kids walked out, and as a result, they were given the choice of an out-of-school suspension or corporal punishment, which in this case was, was being paddled. Like smacked on the on the bum with a paddle, mm-hmm. and so they chose the corporal punishment, uh, and they you know they released a, a very eloquent statement about how um, they you know they basically stood up for what they believed in, and that they don't hold the faculty you know necessarily accountable or anything because they were just following their protocol, even though they do disagree with uh, corporal punishment, they should be um, illegal. It should be illegal or at least got you know gotten rid of. Um, I just want to say once again, the kids will save us. The kids, will, I know. Yeah. I I was gonna say like hashtag, what's the what's the good hashtag with the kids saving us? <laughs> there I, is a catchy one. I, I saw it on Twitter. <laughs> but yes, the kids will save I us. Know. I agree I with that. I just feel like everyone likes to shit on millennials um, and fucking Gen X. Well, not even yet millennials. Like, fucking, we didn't do shit. To be completely honest, we didn't I do mean, anything. Yeah. Like, I think. Also, the Gen X is better in the sense, like, they have more access to information. Like, we didn't grow up. Like, we, like, learned it as we were growing up. I mean, they have more access to information in in terms of, I think that, especially the kids in Florida who survived the school shooting are definitely using social media in their favor and using it in a way where, you know, a lot of Trump's campaign and a lot of, you know, conservatives and Republicans use social media in a way to kind of further their message. But they're kind of going against kids who, one, grew up with it and understand it better and just use it better than they do. Yeah. So it's kind of a battle that they can't win because these kids are just much better than they, than they yeah, are. Yeah, they can't. But it's just a thing where, like, they're actually doing something. It's funny, though, right? When you talk about we didn't do anything, but it's funny because, like, Obama got... Um, Obama became president, honestly, because of the millennials, because we knew how to use the internet and, like, people who are supporting the Republican candidates didn't. Mm -hmm. So, in a way, we kind of made that happen. I mean, obviously, I I do think that, like, the millennials did make that happen. Obama's, like, huge voter base was, Mm -hmm. like, the ones who really revved up all the energy and attention. Yeah. But, I mean, I think different people have different moments. And also, I think that, like, I think it's very clear that everything goes in a cycle. It's like, you progress, and then you regress, and now it's for progress again, and the Mm -hmm. young people are bringing us back. Yeah. I just think it's one of those things where, like, people really like to discredit whatever the youngest generation yeah. is. And I think part of it, a lot, a lot of it comes from not understanding. And I For think sure. a lot of it comes from probably insecurities about being a generation that maybe wasn't as impactful. Like, mm-hmm. for example, the baby boomers, mm-hmm. who I think was a generation that thought, that was built on a lot of big ideas and big like promises. Hope. hope. But instead, we're just kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, no, no. I, I, you know, I think that didn't end up. Whereas, ultimately, it's a generation that didn't end up having the kind of long-lasting positive impact that they, I think, intended to. Mm -hmm. And you know, I just think that like, and it's much easier for them to blame us. This Mm -hmm. current generation right now, I think, is in a is in a moment right where they could really leave a long-lasting legacy of being this kind of this kind of force for change and make, mm-hmm. like, real impact that will last, like, a very long time. Right. And I just think that's awesome. Yeah. And I think it's really lame that people like to shit on young people because I think they're doing good shit. They, they definitely are. Um, but, I mean, Republicans are, like, fucking... I mean, it's not even that, like, everybody's shitting on them. Right now, it's purely, like, 
the Republicans and the conservatives that are like shitting on them online. I feel like now the liberal, the liberal like baby boomers are like getting behind them. They're like, oh wow, look, they can actually do things. Yeah. So I think that in a way that's like yeah, I think they're, all, they're like a certain portion of I like. I think there's also adults. a thing a lot of conserv- a lot of conservatives that I know that I know personally. It's kind of they'll say things in whispers to you personally. Like what you do know, they say? They'll say well, no, I mean like they'll say things to you, but they won't they won't publicly do anything. Oh right, right, right. That's that's kind of what I mean. Like when you have private mm-hmm. conversations. You know, they, of course, they, it's like they, they know, they understand, but they're still not at a point yet where they publicly want to necessarily acknowledge that any, any wrongdoing by the party. Mm-hmm. Right. Kind of. And I don't know. That's just kind of where we are right now. Yeah. Speaking of where we are right now, you know, when you talk about corporal punishment, um, something else that happened, you don't really have to go deep into this, but I just... This is just happening, um, and I don't know even if this is going to get confirmed, but Gina Haspel, the deputy chief of CIA, is now being nominated to be the chief of CIA um, since the chief of CIA, Mike Pompeo, is not going to be the new secretary of state. Okay, first of all, like, literally at this point, I don't even know, more than 55% of Trump's administration has, like, turned over. (laughs) Um, But, um, yeah, just, just, it just made me think about you know how Trump Trump is tooting this move as like a feminist move on his part. He's like the first female CIA, except she was literally, um, like, one of one of like the biggest like people in the torture memos that came out that actually conducted the tor- torture and like signed off on a lot of the torture that happened in like um, the black site in Thailand. Um, and she tortured a lot of the Al Qaeda like a lot of Al Qaeda suspects and a lot of people that are in Guantanamo Bay that are that there's no hard evidence against, but also they're too dangerous now to release, too dangerous, mm-hmm. I say it in quote marks, because they've tortured them to such a point that, of course, who wouldn't be radicalized or who wouldn't, right. like, you know, want to be like, what the fuck, this fuck this country? Um, they're not getting released because, yeah, they were just tortured to such a point that, like, mm-hmm. you, you can't... Sure. You can't, like... I'm not saying that... I'm not saying I agree with them not being let go, but basically, she's... Her, what she's done um, post 9-11 is still very much, uh, still very much evident in, like, Guantanamo Bay and whatever is happening. So I think, um, I was just thinking about how white women are constantly complicit in Trump's administration, um, and white women are also, like, you know, Hope Hicks or whatever, like, Trump always points to these people being like, see, I'm not a sexist, and, like, I do support women and whatever, and I'm just, like, so sick and tired of seeing this, it's, like, over and over again, it's, like, like, Betsy DeVos, like, literally every single problematic, like, woman in his administration is a white woman. It's like, okay, you guys are basically, like, the symbolic representation of the 53% of the white women that voted for Trump, so that's... I guess, obviously, like, I think Betsy DeVos is super unqualified for her position, and it's just a big example of kind of, like, who you know. Yeah. And also just being wealthy. Well, that's also Ben Carson, yeah. But I guess my, I guess my, and I'm just thinking out loud, I don't actually know any of this, I'm just kind of wondering, but with this new appointing of the CIA, what's what's her name? Um, Gina Haspel. Gina Haspel. So... Is, is her experience in terms of running, I guess, torture protocols or mm-hmm. whatever we're going to call it, is that is that a departure from previous CIA heads? 
Um, for that time, yes. So a lot of things, as I understand it, were written into law to make it convenient for the U.S. to torture people um, off-site, like not on American soil. Mm -hmm. Because if you do it on American soil, then you have to like let them have right. like the you know whatever mm -hmm. that they have to follow American law. Um, so yeah, it was a departure from like the normal. Um, Bush authorized a lot of that. Um, no, that's that's what I'm saying though. I think like what I'm saying is that is this is this different than other previous like CIA heads? Like, is is she unique in the sense that she has a history of this level torture of torture programs? Yes. Or is this something that is like that other the, like the previous head of the CIA and the person before him have also had? No, I'm pretty sure it's unique. Okay. In in like modern history. Okay. Yeah. That was just something I was yeah. wondering because... I, I don't know about, like, the 70s or whatever, but I'm pretty sure it's unique to, like, modern history, okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because, like, they had to make up new laws to perform those sort of tortures while, like, you know, she was in the CIA and, like, post-9-11, and, like, that would have never... that We didn't need to do that to that level. I mean, nobody mm -hmm. needed to do that. I'm just saying nobody, like, wanted to do that mm -hmm. to that level. Okay, actually, JK, I'm sure people wanted to, like, torture people for lots of information and whatnot, well, that's, but, that's like... That's the thing I wonder, like, Guantanamo Bay has been around for a while, and, yeah. like, the person she's succeeding, like, does he have no experience in this, and, like, the person he's succeeding, does he have no experience in this? That's what, that's what I'm, I'm kind of curious about, and I know that we don't necessarily have the answer. Well, I, I think but... so. I can't say that, like, guaranteed, but, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it was unique okay. to her and to that situation. I think that was, like, I think the, the site that she controlled... Uh, I'm pretty sure it was one of the worst sites of torture um, during that time. But, um, yeah, I, I that's what I was reading anyway. I can't really remember the yeah, article yeah. I was reading. But, um, yeah, and also I think that there are a lot of other qualified people in the CIA that... Um, that, that, you know, that are qualified to become the CIA chief. But I think this is, I mean, if you go back to, like, Trump's campaign, remember he was like, we're going to rev up the torture and we're going to, like, we're going to find out mm -hmm. what happens with ISIS and all of that stuff. I think that, I think she's going to be, she might become a key part of that, honestly, that that campaign promise. Because we didn't, he didn't really follow up on that, to mm -hmm. be honest. I mean, he followed up on the fact that he killed more civilians, you know, just like Obama, let's just put it out there but like he killed a lot of civilians in um Pakistan with like drones and whatever drone but but yeah I think that what she specializes in is something that he promised to the people that he voted that voted for him which was you know more yeah, extensive yeah. torture methods so that they can find out more info mm -hmm. um on how to take down ISIS which is stupid anyway i mean stupid because it's not an effective method torture is not an effective method you can make anybody say anything if you torture them enough right so yeah you but anything like as in things that aren't true yeah oh, okay. you can make because anybody if you torture them enough you're just like say this or tell us something wouldn't you tell them anything to make the pain stop yeah. if the pain is unbearable like not necessarily the truth yeah 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 and like actually in the torture memos it was also said you know after it was released that a lot of the things that were said by the guantanamo prisoners they don't know of any of it a lot of it was significant enough mm -hmm. because a lot of it was said under such like extreme situations mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. it's really hard to prove the authenticity mm -hmm. of something that is being said in that situation right, right. Um, except for just like, you know, yeah. Um, and they also said that a lot of the things that the prisoners repeated during the torture, they already said before they were even tortured that much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So it's like they were just repeating the same thing. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was, uh, we'll see what happens with that. I mean, I know what's interesting is like Rand Paul, actually no, Rand Paul deviates a lot of the time. He's like a weirdo, but um, Rand Paul, um, he is. He kind of, his curly hair is a little I don't know. He's like that a, makes him weird. Not, that doesn't make him weird. But like his, his face, he has like the big eyes, and he's got like that the, makes him weird too. No, but uh, I'm just saying that his face. He just he just lo- I, I'm just saying he looks. Watch like, yourself. <laughs> I have big eyes and curly hair. Oh my god. Oh my god. This is bad territory. Okay, I was gonna. Okay, he's not weird. Just kidding. You know what? Po- body posy here. Um, he is gonna oppose the nomination of Gina Haspel. Because of um, her complicity in uh, all the torture stuff post 9 11. So, yeah, that's interesting. So, we'll see what happens. I don't know. Um, So, I think it'll be good to like come back on this um, and see what happens. Yeah, but I sent you an article today. Um, One of the most, one of the interesting things about her is that she's born in Germany, but she's one of. The fir- the one of the first, I guess, the earliest people, one of the youngest, youngest, one of the youngest people to start uh, transitioning. Yeah, she was. She's one of the youngest people in Germany to get gender reassignment surgery, and she started like hormone therapy at like twelve or something. Yeah, and she got this um, at sixteen. Yeah, and um, she loves pop. I mean, when I say she loves pop, she loves pop. Yeah. Like. So, um, she was like, she's like obsessed with Madonna. She thinks, this is how she described, she described that she just finds a song that you hear and after the first verse, you know, every single one of the words, she just thinks there's something so magical about it. And to be honest, I kind of agree. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Demi Lovato. Shout out, Demi. (laughs) Um, but yeah, um. But the thing is, like, in that in the article that you sent me, what was really interesting is that, you know, I haven't heard Dr. Luke's name in a while because it's been kind of, like, all, all, the, all the big pop stars know right now that it's, like, kind of, like, taboo no. or problematic to, like, working with him right mm-hmm. now. Um, but she has been releasing... So she's been releasing a song every month mm-hmm. um, until her debut album comes out. Mm-hmm. And every song is produced and co-written by Dr. Luke. And she... Talked about how amazing it is to work with Dr. Luke. How supporting he is. How supportive he is. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's received um, criticism about it, but um, she just, she doesn't, she didn't really address that. And she just, I mean, some of the songs are, some of the songs are good. Um, I don't know if you want to, do you want to listen a little bit? I've actually never heard of Kim Petras or heard of any of her music. So. I would like to say, um. I really like the song The Hills. It, it is such a bop, and I honestly think we should listen to that one if we're going to do one. Uh, okay.
to the zone. Jackson, um, <laughs> I honestly I can't help it, but it, I I can't but dance to it. No, that, it's it's. I think it's fine. Okay, she has millions of streams on Spotify, and that was not one of her top six. That's the song that we like. That we no, no, I, I get that. I, that's that's fine. I I don't think it's a bad song. Everything I, just sucks more. I think it's fine. Like, would you like to pop one in the hills? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, what is one? One what? Do you even have to ask? Well, what is she talking about? Honestly, I have a real question. Addy, baby. Is she? Is she about Addy? But I would like to know. No, I don't want to pop one in the hills. This might not be relevant, but when Fetty Wap is singing about cooking pies with his baby, it's talking about pies, like as in pecan pie. No, but it doesn't it mean what? No, 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 no! Wait, it's talking about like something else. It's like it's an allegory for something else. It's for drugs. It's drugs. Oh, I honestly thought he was literally making pies with his girlfriend. I thought that was quite cute. Oh I was like, God. that's so cute. Who would want to make pies with their? Yeah, I think he, yeah, yeah. He is cooking like meth or what? No, it's not. What is he cooking? Tell us what. Crack. Oh. oh. Okay, it's not like that crazy that I said meth and not crack. Yes, it is. Is it? Yeah. Why? Who calls? Who makes meth? To be fair, I thought it was pecan pie. Yeah, like white people in the middle of like Buff Arkansas. Or, yeah, like Arkansas. Fetty's not wrapping up like cooking meth. Arkansas has all the problems. No, I sorry, sorry guys. Don't make her feel bad. I thought it was pecan pie. I don't know which one's worse. <laughs> pecan pie is definitely worse. Um, anyway, that was Kim Patras. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like her music, and I like. She's, but that article, she was just like, I don't want to be a trans, I don't want to be a transgender idol. And I was like, what? I don't know. That was kind of a weird thing to say, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think, so she's 25 and the entire time I was reading the article and like things that she was saying, I just felt like I was internally cringing. I just felt like as a 25 year old, I read it and I thought she was maybe 17 she just did not sound very aware, and I thought I just expected a little bit more. What did she say about that song that's, like, her song about, like, buying handbags or whatever? Yeah, she was just, like, I just wanted I just wanted to buy everything that looked like bitchiness or something, like, of that nature, right? Is that what, yeah. what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, she is, it is cool, though, that, I mean, it is cool that there's another transgender artist. I mean, who else is there? There's Sophie. Um, never heard. Sophie's on that song, um, with Cashmere Cat and Moo. Um, and there's Teddy Geiger. Teddy Geiger's transitioning. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just gonna use the pronoun they because I'm not sure pronoun- what pronoun they use right now. But they just started transitioning. They started transitioning in November. They've written like hit songs for One Direction and like a bunch of other stuff. Teddy Iyer was actually really big when I was in high school. Like he had oh, a couple really? of hit songs on his uh, oh, sorry. Back then he was known as a he. Mm. But yeah, he uh, had a couple of really big hits. Uh I mean yeah, so I mean like it's good that I mean I guess there are more and people are talking about it. Uh-huh. Just she just uh I guess what I'm interested in is I don't I don't know if I necessarily have a problem with her saying that she doesn't want to be considered a trans idol. In the sense that I'm not sure what she means by that. Mm-hmm. Does she mean that she doesn't want to be limited, as mm-hmm. thought of only a trans idol, and can't right. surpass that as as if she's, you know, only thought of as a trans idol and not just a, a pop idol in general, regardless of her. I think she does mean identity. a little bit of that. You know, I'm sure she means part of that. Mm-hmm. I also wonder if part of her means, um, she doesn't necessarily want to be held up to the pressure. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's her, as far as I know, is she kind of the biggest trans pop star right now? To date or right now or? I mean, she's one of the only ones I know that I that, that I know head. too. Yeah. So I wonder if I wonder if part of her is saying that she's the one who maybe doesn't want the pressure of of being held to being the the first or the biggest trans pop star currently. Yeah. But the, I guess the thing is I don't know what she means by that. I think I think um I'm, I think she might mean I think she might mean it that way. I just think actually you know what was cringy for me was the way the article was written. New York mm-hmm. Times wrote this article in a way that like they took the quote where she said, I don't want to be a transgender pop idol and made that the main quote and the heading of the story. So they made it about that when she said she doesn't want to be about that completely. Right. So like they did that as an attention grabber. I think the way the article was written was really cringy, which actually yes. now actually it's turning in my head and I'm thinking about it. It's like actually they capitalized on like, on like putting her in a box. Yeah. Instead of like writing about her as a like a pop a pop artist who is also transgender and who is also doing things for a community because she does do things for a community and also just wants to be a pop sure artist. I mean, I do think that she's in an interesting space in that she is trans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I guess I think it'd be weird for them to not talk about it. No, but to make you that know? the that like the heading was literally that quote. Yeah, I mean, I do think that's kind of the biggest defining thing about her. Is I it? mean, we only heard 50, what, however long of that song. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like a very Dr. Luke song. Yeah. It is such a Dr. Luke song. I don't think anything interesting, I mean, it was only one song. I don't, I didn't find particularly anything interesting about her music mm-hmm. that I would necessarily You know her voice, you know what her voice sounds like? Hmm. Um, her voice sounds like Charlie XCX. Yeah, she does uh, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you're right. But I guess, yeah. I'm not sure, I'm not sure, if I get, if I'm being completely honest, I'm not sure if I heard her song, what is so interesting about her music. I don't know if it's necessarily interesting. I think it's definitely catchy. I think they just want, catchy. yeah. They just want someone of the moment who's, she's beautiful, she's, like, fun, and she wants to sing about partying sure. and boys. And, yeah. like, that's kind of like, all right, we got the next one. Mm-hmm. Like, let's make her a star, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I, guess I, I guess I personally would be interested in reading her interviews just to see what she has to say about her experience yeah. as a trans person going through this navigating... I guess the music industry, mm-hmm. navigating fame, navigating mm-hmm. just, you know, her personal life and kind of what differences or, or things she may feel going through that. But again, that's kind of one of those things where it's like, I'm interested in that, but maybe she's not. Mm-hmm. Or not, maybe she's not interested in sharing that. Well, I wonder um, how her career is also going to go working with Dr. Luke. I mean, I, I, I hope the best for her and I hope it goes well, but I mean... Yeah, it, I did cringe at the fact that because I wanted to listen to her music today, and I know Dr. Luke's company produces a lot of music, and I was like, but I don't want any money going to him right now. And but I was like, oh, fine, I'll just listen to this song because sure. I want to know what her song is like. But like that also got me thinking about how how we think about problematic faves and like how we consume their art and like what do we what do we do about yeah. it when we, like, have to consume I guess the, it, right? the hard thing in this case is, like, is even though you don't want to support Dr. Luke, he's also someone who, I guess, we know has a track record of, of making popular music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even though I'm sure that Kim Petras could make music without him, I guess, is it is it necessarily fair to hold her to the standard that she should have to choose a harder route or a more difficult route? Right, but th- that's the thing because she's also you new, know, right? Yeah, exactly. It's kind of a it's kind of a weird situation where 
is this something that's fair to hold against her? Right, because, you know, like, uh, you... Did you see Timothée Chalamet's, like, apology for working with Woody Allen? Yeah, I did. Um, I mean, you know, it's not like Timothée Chalamet is a household name because he's not. I mean, there are certain things to become famous or to get more credits or whatever. There's certain movies or certain things that you have to do. Um, so I think that's also interesting because, like, I feel like he he needed to take that role in that moment, I guess, for his career. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it was a wrong or right sure. move, but, like... You know, um, a lot of people worked with, like, Woody Allen in the past because I could help their career because the, at the end of the day, actually, the reason why they had they felt like they had to work with Woody Allen was because the film industry as a whole, all the film veterans were the ones who were holding, up, holding his work high mm-hmm. in high regard. So because they were the one holding it in high regard, these up and up and coming new actors were like, okay, if I get a chance to work with right. them, I should. But so it's like a connected problem. There are also a lot of people that, I mean, I guess talking about Woody Allen specifically, there are a lot of also a lot of actors who work with Woody Allen that definitely did not need to. Right, right. No, for sure. Like Kate Blanchett and yeah. like Kate Winslet. I mean, like so many. Oh my God, mm-hmm. Kate's. Well, that's where I just realized. <laughs> but um, no, for sure. I'm just talking about the new actors. But yeah, also like, well, somebody who didn't need to work with Woody Allen at all was Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez makes so much fucking money. She's the most followed person on Instagram. Like she... Counterpoint, is Selena Gomez the person who needs to work with Woody Allen the most? Wait, what? Mm, I don't think so. Does anyone... I mean, is she considered a legitimate actor? No, she's not. I mean, she can get pretty much any project I think that she... I think she can. I disagree. I I think... Not every every project, but I think she can get good projects without having to work with Woody Allen. I don't think that she could get a real project that needs her to act. Because she's a bad actor. That movie with Paul Rudd was kind of good. I mean, I... I what was it called? But she wasn't even a lead in that. She was like... She was like a side... What is yeah. that song? What is that movie called? Okay, it was like only on look Netflix. Look it up. Paul Rudd, Selena Gomez, only on Netflix. I, 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 I almost think that Selena Gomez maybe is almost the person who needs to work with someone like that the most because it, that kind of name legitimately maybe gives her some legitimacy or, or credibility as an actor when she doesn't have any. Where she has, you're right, she has a lot of popularity, she has a lot of followers. Yeah. But it's the thing where, you know, followers on Instagram don't necessarily give her uh, the launching pad into maybe the next step of her career which she might want to take. Yeah, acting-wise, no. I mean, she probably could get a lot of, she probably has enough money, um, just Instagram follower-wise, mm-hmm. but maybe you're right, like, she might have needed that to get more, like, reputable big acting yeah. roles, I guess. The, I guess by just... the way, the movie is called Fundamental Ways of Caring. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it was actually a good movie. I thought. You mm. and I watched it together. Yeah. Wait, just as so long as we're on Selena Gomez, Selena's mom actually threw her some shade on Instagram Ooh. for working with Woody Allen. The other day, she replied to... The other day, a couple of weeks ago, I don't know, a month ago, whatever. Selena's mom replied <laughs> to one of Selena's fans and was like, sorry, no one no one can make Selena do anything she doesn't want to. I had a long talk with her about not working with him and it didn't click. Her team are amazing people. There is no fall person here. No one controls her. She makes her own decisions. No matter how hard you try to advice, it falls on deaf ears. So this is her mom. Said, that said yeah. literally, who used to be her manager? Her her mom was fired before this or after this? I think before. Before, I yeah. Think okay, before. so they because there's some kind of you wonder how that timeline worked out. Falling yeah. out. I don't know. I guess I'm not really sure. 
I don't, I don't know. I don't. I guess I don't know what to think of it necessarily. It's pretty messy. Yeah, it I is. I like that. It is. It's, <laughs> we love we love messes. Uh, I like when it's messy. Speaking of messes, Snapchat, Chris Brown, Rihanna, that whole shit just went down. That was crazy. Yeah. So it was basically, uh, it was like a poll, would you rather? On Snapchat. It was Snapchat ad. Snapchat ad, yeah. Um, but they obviously, I'm sure that they, they choose what to run. But it was, would you rather slap Rihanna or punch Chris Brown? <laughs> Which is, I'm <laughs> I'm not laughing to be insensitive. I'm laughing at the absurdity of... Who would think that's okay? Of just the, uh, the idea, I, I don't understand how this was ever... Greenlighted, or like who even thought of how this was even thought of? How it was ever greenlit? How it was ever actually made or like put like like somebody sat there making the graphics? This this. thing had to go through in order to get to where it did, and then still ending up there. I don't understand. It's absurd. Well, that's the thing. Mm -hmm. Like Rihanna blasted them on Instagram and was just like telling her fans, like everyone delete this app, like this is bullshit, basically. And Snapchat came out with an official apology and she was like, I don't accept this apology. Because she shouldn't. Because again, going back to your point, that like so many sets of eyes had to see and this. And I think her point, her point, the point that she made was like, you guys are not dumb. Right. Yep. You guys are not dumb. And also like, you knew that this was a joke about domestic violence, clearly. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, Domestic and abuse we, you know we, we see things like this all the time with the Pepsi ad, with the H&M ad, where maybe they didn't need me H&M anything. ad? The one that was like uh, the boy in the sweatshirt that oh, said, like, monkey. coolest monkey in the jungle or something like huh? that. Yeah. What? Yeah. And it got pulled. But, like, I, regardless. Wait, sorry, wait. Can you just tell me about the H&M ad a little bit more? I don't know what you're talking about. That, that's all it was. It was what this does that little, mean? It was this little, like, uh, black boy that had a, a sweat, green sweatshirt on that said, coolest monkey in the jungle. Oh. <sighs> And it was just yeah. a thing where it's like, I don't think they meant anything malicious by it, but it was clearly a thing where there's not representation in the areas of the company that they need the representation because anyone who was a person of color mm-hmm. would have been able to identify that that could be insensitive, racially mm-hmm. insensitive to, to certain people. Right. You know, it's not that H&M is wanted to make a racist joke in an advertisement, right? Mm-hmm. But it's in this thing, it's like, it goes beyond representation, I feel like, in this Snapchat ad. Right, because it's not like oh, if they had a a woman or a person of color, they could realize that this is a stupid fucking ad. Yeah, it's like it goes beyond any. I I don't even understand like how anyone thought this was even funny. No, you're so yeah. Right. Well, I, what's also crazy is that once Rihanna blasted them on Instagram, the Snapchats dropped eight hundred billion dollars. Million. Sorry, million, not billion. <laughs> I keep saying billion, but it's eight hundred million. Million billion. <laughs> Just saying, I don't know, have you watched a TV show, Billions? I hear it's uh, good. I don't like it. <laughs> I haven't watched it, so I don't know. <laughs> but um, wait, wait, we're going to call the segment. We already kind of talked about this a little bit. What are we going to call the segment? We're calling it Appologies <laughs> from uh, from uh, Rihanna's tweet where she said, which, when she was referring to Snapchat, and she was like, throw the Appology away. <laughs> like, throw away Snapchat. And you know what? Snapchat dropped 800 million shares, so. Yeah, yeah. People apparently listen. Not as much as they listen to Kylie Jenner, though. Dude, when she said... Uh, did you even like say anything bad? She was just like, "Oh, I don't really use Snapchat anymore." No, she said anybody, anybody, yeah, she anybody. She doesn't use it anymore. And then it, it, the shares dropped one point three billion dollars. Yeah. I mean, damn! We finally got to say billions. I know. <laughs> What if I said 1.3 millions? <laughs> I'm just like intentionally putting her below Rihanna because let's face it, she is. <laughs> Kylie 
is. You kidding no, me? No, just... Rihanna is multi-talented no, queen of my heart. Hold on, no one is saying otherwise. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying for all the people that are listening and disagree, <laughs> that are probably far and few between. So, is that the? Is that the? Is that few the, and far between. Few, few and far between. Yeah, I don't know. Not you from, got it. Not from here. Not from here. The classic yeah. Ishmael uh, defense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from Bangladesh, by the way, everyone. And uh, Anika is... I'm, I'm, from, I'm from here. <laughs> yeah, I'm from here as well, but my, my my parents are from Bangladesh as well. They immigrated from Bangladesh. Yeah. And uh, Chad's parents immigrated from... Dad from India and my mom from Korea. Mm-hmm. So a little bit about us at the end. Um, we just have one more thing left. Sorry about it. Just going to keep you on for a little longer. Not sorry, actually. A taste test... In honor of St. Patrick's Day and in honor of our lovely producer, Maddie, uh, we're going to eat Irish soda bread. Okay, I have never tried Irish soda bread before. Hey, have you? Who here knows what Irish soda bread is? I don't. Shit, I don't know what Irish soda bread is. Maddie, soda bread do you think that you could tell us what this is before we taste it? She has no idea. No, so I can't. I don't know. Okay, great. Even better. So we have some Irish soda bread, which looks like bread with some raisins in it. Are those raisins? I think there's like extra Should um, I look it up? baking soda. That is Maddie's voice, that by the way. That gives it, um, mm. that je ne sais quoi, <laughs> <laughs> as the Irish say. No, like what um, is this? That's a raisin, you're correct. Okay, got it. <laughs> Ooh, it's toasted, it's toasted and hot. It's better with butter. Okay, okay, okay. So this is... Chet wants to go first. I can see him my, reaching. My okay, Chet. Yeah. Try out the soda bread. Tell us what you think. Oh, we're, we're going to do it the same time. Oh, do okay. That's all yeah. the same time. I want it with the raisin. I want it with the raisin. <laughs> mm. It's good. It is good. It's a little bit like cornbread. I, think. I love it, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like the little pop of sweetness with the raisins, though. I don't really, I'm not really a sweet person, so I actually really appreciate this because it's not too sweet. I like how that it's lightly sweet. Oh, I hear that it's real good with butter. (laughs) Baby. (laughs) She's not from here. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) Anika, what do you think? It's really good. I took it too big of a bite. But I also like that I'm not really into a ton of Too big of a bite, huh? <laughs> Damn, you are weird to Again, me. she's not from here, everyone. <laughs> Sorry. I also don't like things that are super sweet. Um, and Cousins. so I do appreciate... <laughs> so I do appreciate the fact that it's not that sweet. Right. God, thank God this is our last <laughs> fucking segment. <laughs> no, it's not. You wanted this to go on forever. <laughs> You're right. No. <laughs> um, anyway, so that is it. Um, and if you've never tried Irish soda bread before, I would suggest try it this week before it's too far past St. Saint- Patty's Day. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, before we log off, as I wanted to use like computer terms because we're like millennials. Yeah. Millennials. <laughs> <laughs> Minnellians are people who love Liza Minnelli. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> what? Please rate and review 
our podcast. If you're our friend, just fucking do it. You know I asked you to. Just fucking do it. Literally two lines and press submit. But anyway, yes, and follow us on Instagram at Browntown Podcast. Search us on iTunes at Browntown Podcast. I'm sure we'll come up. If it doesn't, slide into my DMs or our DMs. And actually, we're working on our website, so stay tuned for that. Come back for the next episode.